Hi, I'm Patrick Delahanty. Welcome to season 11 of Anime Cons TV. Can't believe we've done 10 years of this now. And we're starting our 11th. Um, and there's some changes, which I'll talk about in a second. But uh, first, I know in one of the year in review episodes, one of the December episodes, I think I mentioned that I'd be back with the list of the 10 largest conventions of 2018. I've done a list of the largest conventions going back to, I think, 2003. Uh, pretty much as long as I've been running the site. Um, this year, I'm not putting together a list. Uh, and there's a few reasons for that. Uh, the first, um, some cons that should really be on the list and have been on the list in the past haven't released their numbers. They haven't posted it online that I've found, and I've written to them and haven't heard anything back. So uh, it's hard to publish a list of the, the uh, largest anime conventions in North America and have it sort of be an, what people interpret as an official list when I'm clearly missing some, some uh, conventions that should be on the list. Also, uh, some of the cons are so close in attendance that they may as well be tied but uh, people seem to take these numbers as a serious ranking of like, no, this convention's higher than this one. It's like they're off by 50 people, whatever. It's essentially the same. Uh, and so it really, you've got Anime Expo, the largest, and they still are, and then everybody else. There's a big gap between that. So just consider Anime Expo's the largest, and then there's a bunch that are big, and then there's some that are medium, and there's some smaller ones as you keep going on. Um, and, you know, when it's a big number, and then some, you know, you're looking at from 40,000 to 20,000, they're all in that range. They're, they're all essentially, it feels like the same size. So, um, and also, to be honest, every year I've done this, some conventions have you know they'll give me the number which they should probably get from a database or something i'm assuming and then after uh another convention publishes their number that's slightly larger that other convention will come back and say oh actually our number is this which puts them a little bit above uh some do it after a convention another convention happens some do it after i put my list out and then say oh there's correction it's like he waited six months to put out this correction just after i published this list so it's a little suspect um but also a big reason that i decided i didn't want to do it was a lot of people that read this uh particularly the attendees see this list of the largest anime conventions in north america in the last year i think i did 11 or 12 in the last couple of years so it's not even a top 10 but i see them refer to it as a top 10 or the top conventions that is not what the list is I did not want to convey that these are somehow the best conventions. And I say this in the report every year that, you know, this is a list of the largest conventions. It's not the top, biggest, best. No. There was even one site a few years back that published a list of the top 100 anime conventions. What they did was they took my list, put that as their first 10, and then they pretty much copied the convention schedule. And it was obvious they copied my convention schedule because they had the same list of conventions I did. And they didn't list any before 
they had published their list. So any that happened earlier in the year were somehow missing because they weren't on the default list you get when you go to my site. So it's not the list of the best conventions and because, yeah, because there's some that are just missing. I can't say, oh, here's the largest ones. And then there's like two or three obvious ones that are missing. So no list this year. Sorry, you'll have to uh, just enjoy conventions. It doesn't matter what they're ranked. So I know some people will be thrilled by this news. So uh, hopefully that's you. But I did promise an episode this week. And so I'm going to talk about the advantages of small conventions. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, obviously thousands of people, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands actually, have gone to large conventions. Uh, whether it's Anime Expo with attendance over 100,000 or, uh, you know, something in the 10,000 range. There's probably something within a few hours drive that's a large convention. But the odds are even greater that there's a small convention. And you should really check out those small conventions and I'm here to give you some reasons why. First, the costs are lower. Uh, you can get at a smaller convention, they're taking up less venue space or less hotel space, and so it costs them less to rent this venue, which means their costs are lower, which they can pass that savings on to you. So you can register for the convention probably half the price of a large convention. The rates are almost always lower, unless they're really doing something wrong. Also, hotels, because these are usually not in major cities, they may be right in one of the suburbs, the hotels are usually cheaper too. So you can stay overnight and instead of paying, you know, $150 a night, $199, you might get a room for $89. Uh, I've seen some even recently hotel rooms for like $69, which is a bargain. Especially if you go with some friends and split that, that's nothing. Even if you're driving distance from your house, stay overnight at that rate. <laughs> You'll save money in gas. Uh, also, if this smaller convention is close to your house, it's cheaper travel. You don't have to get on a plane and fly across the country to go stand in line and waiting to get into Hall H or something. No, you just drive an hour or so and you're at this convention and you can stick around for the weekend. And so lower travel costs. Uh, and sometimes the guests at these conventions will charge less than they will at the larger conventions. If you look at uh, let's see, I'll single out Wizard World. If you look at that, they've got, if you want to see any of the guest stuff, you'd have to buy a VIP badge for that guests, and you're already over $100 for the admission to the con and that one guest. Uh, so if you want to see a guest at a smaller con, there's usually no additional charge to see that guest, and they may charge less for autographs. Uh, Maybe the guest is charging less. Maybe the convention is taking less of a cut. Uh, so you can, it's not always, but often you can see uh, lower guest cost. And also if you're an artist or a vendor, the cost for you will be less as well. Uh, the tables at smaller conventions are almost always cheaper than the larger conventions. There's a few times where some new con will come along and say, oh, well, Comic-Con charges this much for a table. That's what the rate is. No, they should be charging less. If they aren't charging less, you probably don't want a table at the convention. <laughs> they get some problems. 
another big advantage of small conventions is they're more intimate. Uh, the crowds are much less because obviously they're smaller conventions. Rather than something with 100,000 or 50,000 or even 10,000 people, you're looking at a few hundred people. And so that means that uh, for the guests that are there, you get more face time because, you know, they're there for a three-day weekend probably. And so that means that uh, if they're at a large convention, you pay for your VIP pass, you'll get maybe a picture, an autograph, and that's all you see of them, maybe their panel. But at a small convention, you may pass them in the hallway, they may be hanging out, just, you know, wandering around, you can talk to them and, and interact. And uh, so it's definitely, if, you, if there's a guest going to a small convention, check that out and you'll get more interaction, most likely. Uh, it's also easier to meet up with friends. Because the convention is cheaper, you can probably convince more of your friends in the area to go and hang out for the weekend. Uh, you can all do a group cosplay and actually, now that I think of it, small conventions are a good place to test drive your costume before you take it to the big convention and enter the big contest. You get the new costume, make your deadline for the small con, finish it there and wear it, try it out, and then before the big con, you'll have a chance to, you know, oh, oh, the sleeve is loose, or oh, the pants don't quite fit right, and you'll have time to fix it. So it's a good test drive. Um, it's also easier to meet new people, because at a small convention, you're gonna see a lot of the same faces over and over. Uh, you may be going to the same panels, you may be in line for some event, the lines aren't gonna be as long. Um, and just, you know, hanging out and uh, enjoying the convention, you're going to see a lot of the same faces. So you, it's a lot easier to talk to people and say, oh, yeah, I like your costume. You like that show, too. And, you know, you can get more interaction. Whereas a large convention, you'll see the person once. Say, oh, great. Can I get a picture? Might talk a bit. Then you never see them again. And so I've met some great friends at small conventions. I think I've met more people at small conventions than large ones. I met my wife at a small convention. So... Um, also, small conventions are better starter conventions, so if you haven't been to any conventions or many, check out a small one, you know, put your toe in the water, see how it is before you jump in to some large 10,000 plus event. Uh, and it's also good with kids because you're paying less uh, and there's not as many crowds. If you're trying to bring a stroller around, you know, we brought our son to some conventions and it's packed and hard to get the stroller through, but small conventions with fewer people, it's a lot easier to navigate. Um, and because there's fewer people, those events that the convention is running, you don't have to line up as early to get in. If you want to see the masquerade or if there's some panel, you're probably not going to get shut out and unable to see it because you didn't get in line at 6 a.m. Like, I don't know, I think the night before is when Hall H line starts at Comic-Con, which is nuts. Or is it the morning before? It's crazy early. But you go to a small convention, just waltz right in, go to the panel you want, go see some of the events. Yeah, they're not going to have the major caliber panels. They're not, you're not going to see uh, some small convention have a panel on, you know, the next Avengers movies. But you'll still find a lot of interesting discussion and uh, any guest panels will be very interesting. 
uh, and it's worth checking out and you don't have to wait in line so if it's not in if it's not something you're interested in you can always go and check out another panel halfway through um, and also the final thing I want to touch on for small conventions is you're smart you're supporting a small business and a local business uh, and that's always a good thing a lot of larger conventions especially those that are held in multiple cities are run by a corporation that's located somewhere else but if you're going to a small con it's probably run by people in or near the place where that convention is located and so it's helping your local business and helping a small business and small cons need your support and so if you've got any thoughts on uh, why small cons are great that I didn't touch on please drop us a line you can uh, email us at podcast animecons.tv or you can leave a comment on our YouTube channel uh, down below our videos. Or uh, you can call our voicemail line at 762-ADEQUATE. That's 762-233-7828. And uh, one last thing, uh, as we start season 11, is a change to the podcast. I mentioned this at the top of the show, but here I'm gonna get into the detail. For the last 10 years, we've done uh, podcasts on a regular basis. The first four years we did a monthly podcast and we did three segments or four segments. It was four segments per episode. We did 12 episodes a year. And then in 2013 we split that up so that instead of doing one episode with four segments we just do four episodes and release it weekly. And uh, so after 10 years we've covered so many topics that we're having a hard time figuring out what we want to cover next, that we haven't covered already, or uh, that we have time to cover. And uh, so it's been, there've been several weeks where nobody's got an idea of what to cover next. And so that's usually the week when I'd throw in a rewind, or I'd sit down here and just talk about something. And to be honest, that's not the type of content we want to deliver. We want to deliver quality content. We don't want to have to deliver something just because we feel obligated to get an episode out every Monday. And uh, we have, ever since we've been weekly, we haven't missed a scheduled release of an episode. We've taken a few weeks off, but those are planned ahead of time. We've always done 40 episodes a year on the release day that we set. I think we changed from Wednesday to Monday at one point, but whatever the release day was, we hit that. And so uh, we're feeling a little bit burnt out now. So what we're gonna do, uh, we're not ending the podcast. We're gonna cut back on the number of episodes. Instead of doing 48, we're gonna do 24. So half the number of episodes. Uh, but we're not gonna do it bi-weekly because that'll just get us into the same sort of thing where, oh, well, I get nothing this week, but we need an episode out. What are we gonna do? Instead, what we're going to do is release the episodes in groups. So that way we can better schedule it. We're going to start scheduling around conventions that we want to report from so that we can get the convention reports out uh, on a timely basis, especially those that we're actually registered press from because they like, if we register as press, they like to see it released on a, you know, on a timely manner. If we're paying our own way or it's not something that we normally cover, they, they don't care what we do. So 
we're gonna we, we're still figuring out the schedule, but we're gonna do uh, 24 episodes, and they'll be in batches. Uh, I'm not sure how many batches. I'm not sure how many how large those batches will be. End of the year, we're still gonna do our uh, best of. We'll still do the year in review. We'll still do predictions. So there's three episodes right there, and uh, so that'll be in December. But between now and then, uh, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, and we're also on podcast feeds everywhere. So whether it's Spotify or iTunes or Google Podcasts, which is only audio, so do the video podcasts. But uh, wherever podcasts are, you can subscribe to us, and that way you won't miss an episode when it's released. Uh, There won't be an episode next week. We're going to take a little bit of a break as we figure out our new schedule. And uh, I do know we will have a report from Gallifrey One. Uh, it'll be me, and I can probably get Shannon to help out. Uh, and maybe maybe Caden will join us on that one. And uh, what other cons are we doing? Uh, but yeah, they'll, they'll <laughs> we're still figuring out the schedule. So there'll be a bunch of cons coming up, and we'll do con reports from those. We definitely aren't cutting back on con report coverage. And also, if there's any uh, of our extras, like we record the masquerades and stuff, those won't, there won't be any delay. We'll get those up as soon as we can. We're not, because those are never released on a schedule anyway. So we'll get those up and you'll get to see them as soon as we can. Uh, we usually have to wait until we get home from the convention because computers, bandwidth, and all that. But uh, yeah, if you have questions about this, uh, please get in touch with us and we'll uh, listen to you and uh, answer any questions we have. But uh, yeah, and so a little bit of a change and I hope that's not worrying, but uh, we'll still give you 24 episodes. It's like averages one every other week. So um, I think it'll, it'll give us an opportunity to do better quality content but for, because we don't have to be as rushed. Like, oh, we need something for Monday. It's like, all right, well now, we can take our time. I can finally have time to do the uh, privacy episode I've been promising for a while. I've been wanting to do an episode on the worst conventions of all time. And uh, I'm still doing research on that, but this will give me some time to do that research. And it also give me more time to devote to the website, which was just redesigned last year. And I'm busy adding some new features. great new feature that I haven't mentioned anywhere that I'm really excited about. And uh, there's some other new content that we've got uh, coming up at some point. So maybe we can a fewer podcast episodes, but there's going to be more content somehow. So, um, so yeah, uh, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss it. Thanks. Bye.